welcome back to another episode of Nova. Yeah, I'm Kendall. And I'm Lily. And we are so excited to be back from this super long break we've had. It's only been a week, right? Only but, a week. But it's felt like ages. I'm so glad that we're back and doing this over the summer. We're currently doing this over Zoom. So. I literally wish you guys <laughs> could see us right now. We look so I can't tell if it's like professional or stupid <laughs> our mics are legit though like we both ordered like super cool mics from like Amazon like these are super fire and so even if you hear any audio issues you can't talk about it with us because we feel like we've solved them with these $50 <laughs> microphones someone's gonna come to us and be like actually I think the volume is a little that would actually make me explode but anyway no, so I'm like literally in bed right now. <laughs> the, like, I feel like podcasts are already kind of like can be super bummy sometimes, like especially like male podcasts sometimes. And I think I'm just like really playing into that right now. I'm literally recording from bed. Literally. But, like today's episode is going to be about self-care and beauty and, you know, the things we do to make ourselves feel good and confident and what that like all means and stuff. So like, and before we get into this, I do have to chime in and give my little opening antics, my opening story from the week. And Kendall and I were discussing this the other day. This like was maybe the highlight of my first few weeks. I guess it's the first week of summer. I, the other day went to my, my little brother's like final lacrosse game of high school and oh my god it was cracking me up so my high school picture this like 60 kids per grade all the sports teams are no cut they like which is great because that makes it like a super inclusive fun environment (laughs) everyone tries all the different sports but that means that the teams are inherently not good and yet this lacrosse team is not only trying to project that they are like really really good professional players but also that they exude like masculinity and testosterone literally they have like five coaches lined up on the sidelines their arms are crossed chests proud and they're wearing like these these suit and ties I'm like guys this is, this is a high school lacrosse game not to mention they're losing like 13 to two Um, and the plays that these men are like calling out are like the most classic names you could think of if you're like hmm I'm trying to think of what a male lacrosse coach would call this play eagle eagle (laughs) um it was insane and the whole time I was like stuck in this like doom loop thinking about American sports culture why is it so nationalistic? Like in in the the horizon, I see the American flag like flying in the wind as these boys are literally like beating each other with sticks. Like, <laughs> not to mention that lacrosse was stolen from Native American culture. So yeah, I just think there's a lot to unpack there, and it was cracking me up. I also think that I could literally smell the sweat from the field and I'm standing in like a like a stand like (laughs) it was disgusting anyway oh my gosh that like my brother also plays lacrosse and (laughs) I'm like such a funny big sister I do not go to games bay and for a while like whenever um my sister like we would have like big soccer tournaments and stuff like that like where I had to like be there they'd be like Lauren I didn't know you had an older sister because like, I don't oh show my up because I don't show up so <laughs> um I'm gonna be better about it in the future but so Noah also plays lacrosse but he graduated last Saturday and we were at graduation and like I'd only been to like one of my high school's graduations before that which was like 2019 but I just don't remember how like nationalistic it was we had the presenting of like the the flags like the ROTC was marching down we had the national anthem we had to be sitting for all of this national anthem America the beautiful and the star-spangled banner I'm like and then we had to like have the military servicemen veterans stand I'm like this is so what ritualistic and I guess I've just been out of high school for so long that like I forgot that we did all that stuff, 
like like I haven't stood for the pledge since I was like 14 like I was the kid (laughs) that like sat down to protest and did not say the pledge of allegiance and like everyone just knew and just didn't bother me about it but like to be back in that situation where I had to stand I was such a bitch too I I guess it's just weird for me because since I went to like private school for high school we didn't we didn't do that because I guess we didn't Mm -hmm. have to oh yeah no we had to public school but interesting interesting stuff reminiscing going back to high school because we still have younger siblings in it but to get on to today's episode we're talking about you know so to give some background so we were like talking yesterday me and Lily about like what we wanted our podcast to be about and we had like hot girl summer in the notes and we were like question mark question mark because it's like what else can we say about hot girl summer that hasn't already been said like I feel like it's sort of jaded at this point what do you do you go out you get that snatch bod you are (laughs) going out more you're doing your makeup more and you know it's it's the self-improvement glow up project for the summer I think and like man and I don't know if it's just me but I'm like have no motivation to do any of that I also feel like last year, last summer, I was in like a very like hot girl summer mindset. And I do have to say that that period, that phase of self-improvement for myself was all motivated by the male gaze. And my like, I think it's always okay to have like this like self-improvement mindset over the summer. But like mine this summer is definitely more like I want to do stuff for myself and create like a routine and like cook good food and like it's way less like self-improvement in the kind of superficial like beauty way. Yeah, Lily is literally a chef. Every time I like, <laughs> FaceTime her, she's like making something. She's like always in the kitchen. But yeah, like this this constant self-improvement project that has the start date but no end date so it started over quarantine right like you're on lockdown there's nothing to do why not um do the 75 hard challenge and these 30 day like workout or like here's how to glow up or here's how to come out of like this lockdown situation super hot like people haven't seen you in a while this is what you need to do to like come out and be like a new person and Honestly, like at the time, I'm not going to lie, like I was doing Chloe Ting. (laughs) I was too. (laughs) I was all up in Chloe Ting, the Chloe Ting workouts and stuff. Um, But like, it's been two years crazy since then. And I'm still seeing like all these like self-improvement stuff. And like, I just think I look at it from a a more critical lens now because I, I took a class called Spiritual But Not Religious, where we sort of talked about like this new wave of like yoga and meditation and mindfulness and self-care and how they all have tints of like spirituality and like also like neoliberal sentiments as well like what does that mean really for people who are super into this is there like a nefarious darker side to constantly being on this journey of self-improvement mm-hmm So like, I'm just like, now that I know that and now that I have that experience and that knowledge, I just look at, not that, I just want to preface by saying that there's nothing wrong with like being like, I want to change and there's some things I need to work on and improve. And, you know, you know, there's nothing wrong with doing that. But I think for our culture, it's this constant cycle. And I think if you tie your, um, your journey of, where you're going to like what's happening in like pop culture and like the media, you're always going to be on this new trend. You, you finish one challenge and a new challenge pops up. You finish one skincare routine and there's, Oh, you know what? Here's a new one. And it's just like, it will never end. So I think it's just important to be intentional about the reasons for starting these self-improvement goals. Where do you want to end up? And also understanding and knowing that like, it's okay to like take a break from all that sometimes and just exist, you know? Yeah. 
it that totally reminds me of this book that my mom was like dying for me to read and to be honest I've never read it but I did listen (laughs) to parts on tape so I'm not gonna say this is exactly what's said in the book so don't quote me on this but I think the general sentiment was that it's sorry the book is called Atomic Habits and Uh, um, mm -hmm. the general sentiment is that like in in like the grand scheme of things like honestly goals are less like less of a a, they should they should be less of a focus because it's more about like the individual day-to-day habits like the process the system of how you do things like and I just found that to be really interesting like sometimes goal setting is actually not really helpful because it's way it's way better to focus on like the small everyday changes that actually get you any kind of result so I do think it's like it is kind of it's totally interesting though about like I don't know like yeah and and also can self-improvement be separated from consumerism at this point in time yeah like even if you're not like going to the yoga studio or going to do like some kind of mindfulness class like you sit at home and then you like try to meditate and then you're like maybe I should get a meditation book or start drinking like matcha or like Mm -hmm. I just think it is like it's hard to imagine like me just being able to improve myself without having to buy a treadmill or join the gym or you know yeah there is definitely every like insecurity has a place that it could be met or fulfilled like or solved in the market and Mm -hmm. we also talked about that in the class like you know, you need this, you need the skincare routine and you need the hair care routine and you need all these things to relax and like slow down. But like, you know, taking the the sheet mask and the hair mask and, you know, getting your nails done or whatever. I'm like, those are all good and dandy things. And I won't lie. I partake in all of those things. Those are super nice things to do once in a while. But like, I think there's like this like evil, like capitalist farce that like, um, these needs need to be met by consuming and buying when really what's self-care what's really restorative and restful for your soul is to just like not be working the 70 80 hour work week and to not be the protestant work ethic oh the protestant work ethic to not be like you know stretching yourself thin on like so many things and like trying to be in the hustle and grind culture you know I think it's interesting that like capitalism has created that hustle and grind culture and then because that's an issue because people are getting burnt out oh conveniently we also have a solution for when you get burnt out so you can restore yourself just enough to be able to go out there and get right back into it and I think that ties into like our episode because I think we feel it I think everyone feels this gender regardless, no matter what your gender is. But I just think for women, I think we're just like more susceptible or just like more directly targeted for these like, you know, solutions in the market for like improving. And, you know, I guess for guys, it's like gym. (laughs) I'm seeing on TikTok, like so many, um, like I literally just saw a TikTok of this guy or so many videos of these guys who are like, she broke my heart. She like, what happened, bro? She did. And it's like (laughs) a compilation of them, like before going to the gym and they're kind of like, like dad bods or like, you know, whatever, they're not shredded. And then the next clip is them like super like beefed up and shredded. And it's just like, y'all will do anything, but (laughs) actually like slow down and like self-reflect and like do work on the internal. But I'm just like, again, this constant, like, needing to shift and you're going out and you're buying the pre-workout and the protein and the weights and the gym shark and all this stuff oh my god the gym shark (laughs) the gym shark to be on this journey and it's like can we can we talk about the social political economic state of the world right now no i'm kidding (laughs) but again like this need to like never self-reflect it's just a constant need for physical change Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that also leads into like what we were talking about um, about like plastic surgery and like your like what are your thoughts on like plastic surgery 
I was having this like deep conversation with my friends about this the other day. I just feel like, I feel like um, plastic surgery, particularly for women in the media is like hyped up to be this thing that's like almost empowering for women. It's like this feminist thing, like, because we now have bodily autonomy I mean that's questionable in this day and Mm -hmm. age but like now that we get to make decisions generally for our appearance like it is empowering that we could spend money to change literally the our physical structure and I think that's just honestly like really messed up because and it's I, I really don't think that's feminist I think ultimately like because we can never escape this like male standard of beauty because even when we think we're pretty we're just reflecting (laughs) we're perhaps just reflecting what men have already said as the standard Mm -hmm. so I feel like in these cases where like Kim Kardashian or like people that you think of like as being really big celebrities who are like actively talking about their surgeries like should just basically come out and be like I am making this choice to change my appearance because I can and because I, yes, am acknowledging that I'm going to be playing into a male standard of beauty and Mm -hmm. would like to change myself to be more conventionally pretty. I think it's just like, I think there's a whole host of issues along with like class class divides and things that like these these upper echelon elite people who can spend money to like have facial reconstruction surgeries are the ones who are essentially determining like what the next era of prettiness looks like. And then honestly, like it's just totally unattainable for lower classes until the lower classes can attain it. And then it becomes trashy or sleazy, which is why you're seeing now all of the women, like the Kardashians getting their BBLs removed because now the poor people can do it in Mexico and almost die from the surgeries. It's trashy. Yeah. Like as like a gender sexuality, women's studies, like that's, I'm all over that. Like the whole like feminist divide about some people think, honey, you're doing this for you. You go into that plastic surgeon's office and you want to change something about yourself to make you feel confident. You go girl, more power to you. But then at the same time, if you really think about that concept deeper, it's just like, but why do you want to do that in the first place? Why would this make you feel confident? It's because there is a standard of beauty that you think you need to conform to, that you need to fulfill. And would you want to change that very ethnic nose of yours Um if there wasn't a standard and there wasn't Mm. this precedent of having this one size of nose or this one nose shape being beautiful, considered beautiful. So it's like things like that, critical thinking skills. And I saw this thing on Twitter and I was like, cis women get gender affirming surgeries all the time. Like, and like a lot of people were like, Oh no, because yes, no, but yeah. Like, when you go out and you do Botox and, or you chisel, whatever, like you're also affirming your gender and you're also doing things that you believe are going to bring yourself closer to femininity or closer to what you think will be society's acceptable version of femininity. And just because you are not a trans woman or not doing things that you consider super overall structural changes to yourself, you're still affirming your gender, you know? And I think that's very interesting to think about um, as well. Yeah, no, that's crazy. I I feel like I've never thought about that before. That's something really interesting because yeah, of course we're like, no, like gender affirming surgeries are awful. Like Like, all the people in the media who are like transphobic and everything, but I'm like, Mm -hmm. Babe, I can literally see that you can't move your mouth because you just got Botox <laughs> last week. Yeah. Like you like men getting their like hairlines at like surgery where you can sort of like <laughs> fix your hairline or whatever. Literally. Like, you're affirming your gender. You're trying to bring yourself back to like this youthful masculine standard. And 
It's yeah. all about getting back to the youthfulness too, which is like oh, such a, youth. it's so Freudian. I can't even begin to get into it. Oh but my gosh. Like, like, yeah, like I think one thing that, that reminds me of is that, so like Anne Hathaway at Cannes, right? Like people were like raving like, oh my gosh, she's aging backwards. She hasn't aged a day. First of all, she's like what, late thirties or something. Mm-hmm. So she's not old people and I just think it's the difference between the way we talk about aging with women and talk about aging with men is just so stark with women it's oh wow she she doesn't look a day over 25 oh my gosh her skin is so tight she's I can't believe she's 50 but then when it's men it's like oh he's aging like fine why I know I was about to say the exact same thing you never hear that word about a woman it's like aging on men is it's good getting that salt and pepper we love but a a woman how dare you grow let your gray show how dare you don't immediately get botox to like cover up those crow's feet like it's very 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 interesting and to talk like to sort of like bring us back to like the okay so we're talking we've been talking more about like surgeries or things that are like more major but like to bring it back to I think something that's like more relatable to like especially our age group it's just like the normal grooming things that you would do that you can do in like your house to make yourself feel better and it just reminds me of like um those like get ready with me for like a sneaky link or whatever (laughs) those videos that sometimes girls make and she's got this 10 step routine exfoliate in the shower then you've got your your sponge and your shaving and your waxing and then you've got your you have 10 perfumes you're gonna put on and this entire ritual to go over to a guy's house who sniffed his underwear before putting it on and you're about to crawl in bed with him (laughs) like it's just like the things we do to make ourselves feel beautiful and make us ourselves feel confident not knocking any of that but like let's just think about that for a second like why why were we doing that (laughs) yeah no that's yeah I don't know I feel like I feel like it is it is really interesting to like look at look at your routine and like I don't know I feel like it does like totally like I I become so not aware of like what the objective or motive is behind it because I like again like I'm convincing myself that this is for me Mm -hmm. when Mm, 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 I don't know and I I think it's honest and I think we need to admit that like it can be both you know it can be that you are doing all these things to get ready for whoever you're getting ready for but then at the same time you know this is also going to make you confident but at the same time it's also going to make them more attracted to you or something it's like I think for some reason we don't like to admit that we're doing things for men because like I think feminists are like I'm a feminist but I think the broader feminism will like just jump down your throat at like how dare you do anything that isn't solely for you and solely for who you want to be and yourself and I just think that just goes back to that that I keep on saying this word and I think I should explain it neoliberalism um (laughs) do explain it do explain neoliberalism a little bit so there's obviously like the economic part, what you think of when you think of like neoliberalism um, is cutting back on social programs, having more power centered within, you know, companies doing what they want, less government regulation and whatever. That's the basic. But there's also like a social aspect. And as a sociologist or a sociology major, um, neoliberalism is like this, this cultural move to value and empower the individual and the individual is key you are the ultimate consumer you can do anything you put your mind to it's all within yourself so I think even though we don't think of like feminism and like neoliberalism together all the time I do think that like that whole um if you're doing this for anyone besides yourself you're wrong and you're not um really empowered but at the same time like why do we have this need in our culture and our society to like not admit that like we are a part of a broader social network 
there is more to this world than just yourself and just you and you are affected by people and you affect people and you're all connected and I also just like I feel like I've been repeating this but I truly this is like very deep and philosophical but I truly just don't think that there is ever a point in time when you're really only making a decision for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really don't think your views can be disconnected from what you think other people think. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really don't. And I, I keep bringing it back to the male gaze, but it's really not, it's, it goes beyond that. It's just like all of society. And my friends and I, when we were talking about this the other day, kept quoting this Margaret Atwood quote. And it's <laughs> like this, it's like, this is like the end of the quote but it's like you are a woman with a man inside watching a woman you are your own Uh, voyeur and like even pretending you aren't catering to male fantasies is a male fantasy um and I just I I really I I that's why I feel like I struggle with like like I don't know I I do think it's just like I this I don't even know why I'm bringing this up but like I feel like when we talk about like um making choices to dress a certain way I I'm not and I don't mean this to like say that no one is like dressing for themselves because I think at some point we are all telling ourselves that we are doing this for ourselves but I I really think like a lot of like I don't I don't know that like I just don't think that personal choices can be separated from what your your perception of others is and I think that's just because our society is like so tied together now like we are always on Instagram. We're always on social media. Like essentially our thoughts are everyone else's mm-hmm. thoughts or a reflection of what we think their thoughts yeah. are. <laughs> so I just, I struggle with the, that you could ever make a decision. Yes. That is, you and think is just for yourself. Immediately, like, oh my gosh, I'm such a, I'm such like a sociology nerd. Like I'm, I'm just so piqued by this. And like Foucault is like, one of the like the more interesting sociologists that like we study or that I like actually care about like his theories and stuff and I'll bring them up whenever I can but there's this thing called the panopticon model right and um basically it's a prison model called the panopticon model and there's a guard tower in the center and there are prison cells surrounding the guard tower and so the person, so the guard tower can see into every single prison cell, but the prison cells can't see any other prison cells, just the guard tower. Mm-hmm. And so what this does is creates this internalized surveillance that even if you don't see someone in the watchtower, you don't know who's, if there is even anyone in the watchtower, you are still behaving and acting in ways as if you are being watched. And it's mm. a, it was a, very popular prison models some prisons are still set up that way um it was like the blueprint really for uh carceral systems and we read this piece about this like feminist perspective of it would be we sort of as women have that with men like the guard tower is the is men in our heads as we're getting ready and even if there is not there like is there oh my god i'm messing up but no but yeah (laughs) no but yeah when we get ready right there is usually not like a physical man in the room right telling us babe more highlight that (laughs) that that contour is a it's a little bit trashy let's blend let's blend we don't have a man saying that right but at the same time as we're getting ready right even if it's not explicit even if it's subtle we still have this like we still have their opinions and what they think and dictating the way we act and like all these things in our heads all the time constantly and that's not just for women that's just how we are as human beings social human beings is to be aware of what everyone is thinking at all times of Mm -hmm. you and I think it's very it's this interesting shift now where we've get we've gotten into the self-confidence movement that has kind of gotten a little bit delusional where we are denying and rejecting and being like I don't care what anybody thinks. This is my life. Everyone, I make choices for me and only me and screw everybody else. Like, I just think that's like, maybe probably overcompensating for the fact that deep down, you really do know there are other people at play when you make these decisions or or when you dress for yourself. Right. And I thought that was, that's always something really interesting because 
at like we so my school my high school was co-ed but there were a few like catholic all-girls schools and I we would always think it was so interesting because they would go to school in like sweatpants and like really like looked like they had just rolled out of bed like not sorry not me meaning to judge but that was (laughs) that was the general image no tino shade right and I like it was this like image that you don't care but like Mm -hmm. even that takes like curating takes (gasps) creating and you are actively thinking okay I'm gonna put off this image that I don't care like Mm -hmm. and you are in that choice you are compensating for what everyone else is going to perceive of you and so that's why I think like I totally agree with you like this like self-confidence thing is like I am exuding self-confidence to show everyone that I'm exuding (laughs) self-confidence yeah and like that reminds me of like that whole like curation of like not caring like that whole debate of like Instagram that is like super formal and like traditional like the way Instagram is broadly used and that's like you post your best pictures in your best moments and some people sort of this like casual Instagram right where you're posting like silly stuff and like oh this is me just out of bed and stuff and it's like even though you're exuding like this like carefree nonchalant attitude you still had to curate that you still had to um choose which photos to put into that curated collection you had to choose which order I'm guaranteeing that you took that selfie of you just getting out of bed a couple times you probably had concealer under your pillow (laughs) like things (laughs) like that and it sounds like we're shitting on people but we're really just trying to like offer new perspectives and make our audience think deeper um, about things and again it's this I think everything in life is about balance right um things are can be great in moderation and it's just about finding that balance of like okay I can still go to yoga if that makes me feel good and that makes me feel empowered I can still do mindfulness and meditation if that makes me feel safe and quells my anxieties and all these things and do all my self-care rituals but just being aware that like babe you do not need to like always be on this self-improvement project like I think we talk about like on TikTok I guess like people are like oh I'm in my I'm in my toxic girl era or I'm in my flea bag era or I'm in like this era and it's like I just don't think time works like that I think we're all just living and existing and going through seasons and phases as they come and I think it's just really interesting how we constantly need to be curating and changing in something and maybe that just tells us something deeper about the anxieties of like not being in control in our society that okay I I can't control the gas prices and I can't control whether Biden's going to cancel student debt but I can damn sure make sure that my unibrow is gone (laughs) and my upper lip is waxed to the gods you know (laughs) I think we have waxing on the docket for (laughs) things to talk about because because beauty is pain right like yeah um just like waxing and <laughs> waxing is so interesting I've gotten a Brazilian before I'll admit that on this Have podcast you? yeah and I was pain level one to ten um I think I have a pretty good pain tolerance so I would label it like a six okay like it was very bearable and I could talk through it and be fine but I'm just thinking about like all these things that we go through as women, like the epilators. I don't think there's like a painless shaving option, like completely, totally free. Like a hair removal process is completely painless. But I think as women that like, we've just been conditioned, like beauty is pain, beauty is pain to get over it. And, I and saw honestly, that- like you build up such a tolerance to it too. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know it becomes it becomes such a regular practice that it's like oh it doesn't yeah, it doesn't even it doesn't, bother me anymore like I I am such a strong advocate for like threading your eyebrows and, and instead of waxing I think it's it's a healthier alternative and it's just better um personally but for a while I would tell people I would describe it as like it hurts so good when I would talk about threading and now that I'm like a little bit older, a little bit removed, and I don't get threaded as often, I think whenever I go back to get threaded, I'm like, damn, this 
hurts. This freaking hurts. Why am I pretending that this freaking feels good? It's painful as shit. I'm always constantly tearing up. Like, this does not feel good at all. But again, the things you do to feel confident, to feel pretty, to feel beautiful. And I saw this one, <laughs> this one tweet or this one like TikTok or whatever. And it was like, I'm convinced that being hit in the balls actually does not hurt that <laughs> bad. Cause you see the way they react when you like pluck their eyebrows. I was or just wha- gonna say the plucking eyebrows thing. I was like, yeah. they have like the most dramatic reactions. I just like, I don't. <gasps> I don't get it. They're like, ouchie, ouch. Like <laughs> the freaking videos of like um them getting their like leg hair wax is just like yes. you would think that someone is taking a hot like the devil himself is taking his branding hot them. Is branding them right on their legs. I'm just like, what is wrong with you? Please get it together. But I just don't think there's like a male equivalent to like what we go through as far as like grooming pains do haircuts yeah. hurt i don't know yeah don't and know. Like, or just like the extent of like like again like yeah i just find it incredibly interesting that and and i don't i don't live inside the brain of a man like pre-date so i don't know but like this the 30 step itinerary for a woman just I mean honestly just to go out any day of the week is so interesting that it's like most men I probably don't think brush their hair or teeth for that matter what oh I (laughs) 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 that's funny but anyway like let us know people feel free to text us and like let us know like what your routine is if you're a guy what your routine oh please please i'm itching to hear male opinions on this or or dm us um have you guys secretly gotten your eyebrows waxed and not told anyone because i respect a man who can groom the eyebrows Mm, i think it's a really important feature it is an important feature it's very strong it's very pronounced and (laughs) i was talking with my friend today and she was kind of just telling me about like you know this guy she's talking to and stuff and like why she likes him and stuff and she was just like he's so clean and he smells good and he's so neat and I thought he was gay and I was like can we just pause for a second the fact that like because he groomed and took care of himself you immediately like disqualified straightness from a trait that he could have I just think that's so funny like there was a point in time where there was a complete fake sexuality that we made for men who groom themselves like metrosexual like what the fuck was that (laughs) i just watched have you heard of up the updating show there's like this Uh silly little like tiktok thing i don't really know what it is but they just had it it's like two it's like a bar and they like pick two random people to like basically like go on a first date to each other but they're blindfolded so they're like holding microphones and talking to an audience but it's just like two people who have never met before oh and literally this guy was like i'm metrosexual i was like (laughs) that should not be a thing what literally (laughs) i'm I'm a man who has good hygiene that's and i think this is really interesting i think this is really interesting the automatic assumption that that someone is gay because they are like really nice or super enthusiastic or openly emotional and like very hygienic. And we just talked about also on the podcast, this automatic assumption that if a man is like an awful person that they are also gay because they secretly hate women. So many contradictions, yeah. A lot of contradictions, a lot of stereotypes. I'm just saying, guys, we live in a system. (laughs) We We live in a society. society. Well, we really live in a society. But that just reminds me that, like, I talk about this. We talk about this in um, GSWS. Like, femininity, the essence of femininity is addition. What that means is that you existing in your form as a female, as a woman, is not enough. You must add constantly your hair is straight, curl it. 
your your hair is curly, straighten it. Uh, you naturally blush as a human being, but you need more blush. And just this constant addition and the accessories and the jewelry, masculinity in its essence is <laughs> subtraction. The bare minimum. <laughs> subtraction and the bare minimum. And like, if you close your eyes right now and think of a gender neutral person, they kind of present masculine. Like they just have a t-shirt and <laughs> blue jeans. <laughs> like not a form-fitting t-shirt just like a regular boxy oversized t-shirt and blue <laughs> jeans and that's it like femininity is addition and change and manipulation so of course we're doing all this stuff to you know ourselves and you know to improve and I think that also ties in um to like the topic of like pretty privilege mm. I think that was I don't really hear people talk about it too much now but I think it was at a point in time like everyone is talking about pretty privilege and what it means and for someone to admit that they have pretty privilege at the same time it's like thank you for admitting that but at the same time like who the fuck do you think you are to think that you have pretty privilege like it's so interesting and I think it does exist to an extent I think it's really just the manifestation of particularly women being rewarded for fitting into a beauty standard like that's what it is it's the free drinks at the bars it's being you know looked at in a certain way and being maybe the more you're getting approached more and it just reminds me like I've seen so many like videos and like stories about like <laughs> oh my gosh I literally saw this TikTok I hate talking about TikTok but it's all I consume this TikTok <laughs> of um a guy was like doing a skit or whatever and like a pretty girl was talking and then her friend starts talking and he's like uh shut up like I, I wasn't talking to you and it's funny sometimes like some of the videos I'm not gonna lie are funny but at the same time if you really think about that I'm just like dang like if you are not perceived as beautiful like you are not given the time of day sometimes and beauty is currency and I think we've also talked about like people who are like, oh, girl, like you're so gorgeous. You're so pretty. Don't say that about yourself. But it's like, no, like I understand that I am in a deficit when it comes to this beauty currency as it works in our society. And because of that, I get treated differently. And I think to be constantly on this rampage about everyone is beautiful, everyone is gorgeous and positive and whatever it's just like you're erasing so much of the story I this was also another topic of conversation the other day with my friends I think like it is really interesting like I think the idea of like body neutrality is something really interesting mm. like I don't I kind of just not necessarily feel indifferent but I don't like love and I don't hate my body because like <laughs> one of my friends was using this example like they saw a TikTok one day of like a girl talking about how much she loved her stretch marks. And she was like, I didn't feel self-conscious about my stretch marks until that girl like painted the like tiger stripes <laughs> on them. Yes, like in gold. <laughs> right, this like pointing out flaws as this body positivity movement is sometimes in a way actually damaging and can mm -hmm. create or point out like body negativity that perhaps didn't exist before yeah and I, I think that is a really interesting theory like yeah like I think it I think this like idea of pretty privilege or like what is stereotypically beautiful is as and beauty as currency is something that is like yeah I think we should all acknowledge like there is there is a type there is a type and yeah. if you don't fit into that type you inevitably do have different experiences mm -hmm. but I think yeah, it's important perhaps not to get caught up in the like negativity or like feeling like setback that might come with that. Um, and I, I think also like, I also think pretty privilege like probably benefits most people in terms of like first impressions, I'd say. Like, I think mm -hmm. like, like always, like people are making judgments about who you want to be friends with or like, who you should strike up a conversation with in a group based on like who f most clearly fits the standard, you know? And mm -hmm. so I think, I think it is really interesting too, just like on a micro level, like 
I mean, relationships like between acquaintances begin with pretty privilege too. Yeah, it's a very much a, like a surface level, like superficial type of like reward, but at the same time, it's a reward nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And it just like talks like this idea. I think it just goes back to like this empowerment movement of like, like you are beautiful and you are gorgeous and you need to look and stand in a mirror every day. And I will admit to myself that I have had like, you know, friends who struggle with self-confidence and we like, our solution is like stand in front of a mirror and just yell, (laughs) I'm beautiful. I am gorgeous. Like you're freaking conjuring like bloody Mary trying to like exude confidence or like have confidence come into you in some way. But it's just like, does that really work at the end of the day sometimes and I think this constant need to like that you're beautiful every day I don't feel beautiful every day I think I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast or just talked about this in general but like sometimes I feel like I have bad nose days like some days I'm like oh this is a good nose day and other days I'm just like I'm gonna call Dr. Nassif and Dr. Dubrow after and I'm gonna get a consultation and that changes and it fluctuates and some days I'm like I'm the fucking shit and other days I'm just like I don't want to be perceived (laughs) and that's normal how why do I just don't see why we have this like exception for how we feel about ourselves and self-confidence to like human beings our emotions fluctuate constantly but why does self-confidence and self-worth and self-belief have to be this super consistent stronghold every single day neoliberalism again rearing its ugly head yeah no that's so true um yeah i mean i think i think this has all been really interesting and i don't like i feel like a lot of what we talked about today is like is saying that there's like no there's no healthy medium like i can't ever be making choices just for (laughs) myself and i'm only playing into what society thinks like i think the point like kendall said earlier is like this idea of like awareness, like acknowledging also like being okay to be like, I am making these choices because other people tell me that's what beauty is because there is a currency of beauty and there is a reward. Like Mm -hmm. who, who like would not go after that? I think I would just be really interested to live in a world and a society that is like, okay, admitting that you are doing something ultimately because another person basically dictated that you should do that yeah just like existing as you are and like whether you are going to enter this summer and you are really looking to like come out of it a completely different changed person and maybe that's what you need maybe you need to shed the a layer of your your old self or get new change or whatever you do you please you do you but just be aware that it's okay to just sit and, you know, be yourself. And that metamorphosis will come with time and you won't even notice. And like, there's this, this um, Taoist quote that I like, that's like, sit and do nothing and spring will come. I think about that a lot. Just sit and do nothing. And maybe you'll, and maybe you'll glow up. And all I'm saying is you don't have to run yourself ragged trying to be on this self-improvement journey because once you're on this like treadmill of constantly doing something to level up to upgrade to glow up you're on it forever and I will admit I've been watching the Kardashians and, <laughs> and I I don't know why but like their lashes I get like super like hyper fixated on sometimes and I'm like I went Every time I went to a store, I, I was looking at the falscara and looking at the lashes. And I remember like one night struggling to put them on. And then the next morning, they don't sleep well. Like you can't sleep in them overnight. They just don't do well. I woke up the next morning and like peeled them off. And it was just like, just a reminder of like, see, look at all the stuff you're going through to have longer lashes and you're you're fine the way you are. And now you have to have eyelids that are in pain for a day because you wanted to put sticky tar on it not to say that that literally (laughs) just reminds me of there was like a whole scandal that came out this is such a sidetrack but 
like with one of the like lash growing serums that it literally changed people's eye colors like I'm like it is just insane to me that like because we want I mean because because it's like societally like a norm for women to have long beautiful eyelashes that we would put a chemical on them that would literally change your eye color for some unexplained reason Mm -hmm. like grande lash like the formula that they have like the ingredient that makes your eyelashes grow like crazy was actually discovered because of a medicine to help treat glaucomas and they realized that damn like this is making people's eyelashes grow let's like isolate this ingredient and just sell it on the market and it's actually it works like a drug your eyelashes can get addicted to it oh my gosh if you go off of it you know just be aware that you have to like wean yourself off of it it's 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 crazy anyway the things we do um (laughs) the things we do (laughs) I feel like every time we talk we're just like and that's not to say or we always have to like backtrack (laughs) or like you know bottom line is go into just be just be just be yourself (laughs) (laughs) and also know that even if being yourself isn't enough for you right now that's okay too you'll get there eventually true Um, but we're coming up on time you guys and you know thank you so much for tuning in i'm so glad that this all worked out and we're able to still record even though we're we're far away um but yeah we'll see you next time i know but yeah bye, bye.